0: welcome back to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. I am so excited to be back with you guys this week. I have been crazy busy recently. Aren't we always though? Aren't we always crazy busy? I just running three businesses, uh, you know, including the podcast and the coaching practice and, um, being a, a, a mom, having two young children, and doing all the running around, all the things has been pretty crazy. But I will tell you that getting on here and recording this podcast and putting this podcast out for you guys and hearing your feedback has been the most rewarding part of the process. It's, it's the thing that brings me the most joy and and that's why i do it so i i love you know even though life gets crazy this is my my most favorite part and i wanted with that i wanted to give you guys the review of the week i don't always do this there you know i forget often and this one was just so sweet this is a new review that had just come through and this was from cecilia in france says uh an absolute treasure god led me to this podcast that i needed during a similar hard time in my marriage i love your voice it's so calming and i love that you talk about setting boundaries in your marriage that isn't just about obeying your husband keep doing this podcast please thank you cecilia that was so sweet i mean just so you guys know this these sorts of things really help me to know i'm on the right track keep it up it's meaningful to you because it is so important for me it's something that i feel that god has given me and and asked me to to do and the podcast is an act of obedience for that to just really talk you know let's get this out there what does it look like to be good wives and grace-fueled wives who at the same time are not allowing ourselves to become doormats, to have boundaries and to be strong in our marriages while still having loving and God-honoring marriages. That is so important. With that comes today's topic. And this came from a, you know, I'm in a a bunch of Facebook groups. I have my own, the grace-fueled uh, the Grace Fuels Wives Club <laughs> on Facebook, which you are more than welcome to join and hang out with me personally. I am on there. Anytime you post and ask a question, I will be there. If you DM me, I am uh, very active that way. I, and I have a few other groups that I am a part of that are just really, really much bigger. And one of the recurring themes that I see is, is uh, women who they're married to unbelievers. And I did an episode um, a while back on um, having your husband lead when he's not a believer, but I, I think it, is, it requires a second. It requires, and not so much about having him lead, but more so, what do we do? How do we, how do we navigate our lives as believers when our husbands are not? And if you have heard my story, you would know that my husband was also an unbeliever. He was an unbeliever when he left me, and you know, through the grace of God, he came back. He did give his heart to the Lord. And we have a, a, a dramatically different relationship now, but that is something that is, is really near and dear to my heart. So with that, let's jump into today's episode. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the Gracefield wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the Gracefield wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. All right, so what do we do? If you have an unbelieving husband, there may be all kinds of reasons for that. For us in particular, I was, I wouldn't say an unbeliever, I was not following. Um, I had not really given my life to Jesus or was not really walking when we got married. I feel like I gave my life to Jesus when I was a little girl, Um, but then life happened and, and I fell away and I, and I had a, a time of that. And I knew at one point it was going to be important for me. I knew in my spirit that it was. Uh, so I, when I, my husband and I were dating, I was like, so let me ask you, how do you feel about Jesus? <laughs> and I wasn't going to church. I didn't have any sort of relationship at the time, but I knew that it would be a factor later. And he was also kind of, um, I don't want to kind of maybe agnostic, maybe is the right term, just, yeah, he believed sort of, he was raised Catholic, but he wasn't practicing any sort of religion. And it was just like, yeah, I believe there's a God. Like, yeah, I'm not opposed to it. And at the time, that's where I was at. And so I felt like, fine, that's good enough for me. And and that was all the discussion we had. Continued on with our relationship, we got married. And even during our wedding, I did say you know, I do want some element of the Lord. I do want Jesus in our, to be part of our marriage vows, part of our ceremony. And he was like, fine, I just don't want to get married in church, which was fine by me. And we did, we had a, a reverend conducted our marriage ceremony and it was, it was beautiful. And you can feel the spirit of the Lord in that, um, Even though we didn't actually get married in a church, we got married, you know, in Puerto Rico on a beautiful (laughs) cliffside in Fajardo, Puerto Rico. It was was absolutely beautiful. Um, But I think the point of it all was that when we got married, neither one of us were really following Jesus. And so when I I came to know him in a real way, when I really started to walk with him, uh, my husband wasn't there yet and but I was married and I was committed to my marriage so what was I gonna do you know and for some of you some other of you guys you know maybe you got married knowing that he wasn't a believer and you were or knowing you know or maybe he was a believer at one time and has fallen away there's so many different ways and reasons why this would happen and the only reason why I bring that up is to say whatever the reason is it doesn't matter first of all let's start with that it doesn't matter how you ended up in this place what matters is that you're here now and he's your husband and you love him and you guys are together and you're committed and maybe your marriage is struggling in some areas because of it you know or maybe it's struggling in some areas and this is just one of the things that kind of exasperates the issue if you will but this is where you are now and what do you do you know i've, I've seen like i said I'm, I'm in all these facebook groups and, and i ha- i see these women they, they ask the question and so many times some person will go up in there and answer well did you know he was an unbeliever when you got married and it's like what does that have to do with anything what is oh it's so frustrating one of the things we learn in conflict resolution is that you can't negotiate the past the past of the past is done let's move on that's that's what happens with coaching right let's move on you want to explore the past go see a therapist we're moving on right and and this is where we're at today so so what do you do how do you navigate this space how do you what do you do What does God's word say about it first of all right so whenever I give whenever i talk on here i i try to make sure that what i'm saying to you lines up in god with god's word because if i'm ever saying something that just is completely off and i and not necessarily in a legalistic term but if if something is just completely off with the gospel that jesus has given us and what he has said and you know how we're supposed to live our lives then then I want to know, but I do make a, an effort to, to start there, right? To start there. And so God's word says, and this is in Corinthians 7, 13. It says, And if a believing woman has a husband who is not a believer, and he is willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him. For the believing wife brings holiness to her marriage, and the believing husband brings holiness to his marriage. Otherwise, your children would not be holy, but now they are holy. Then later it goes on to say, But if the husband or wife who isn't a believer insists on leaving let them go in such cases the believing husband or wife is no longer bound to the other for god has called you to live in peace don't you real do don't you wives realize that your husband might be saved because of you i i found i always find that scripture to be so powerful now note it says that if he is willing to continue living with her she must not leave him yes it does say that i am not referring to an abusive situation i think what this is really talking about is i've i've heard so many people like oh well you know god would want me to to pursue him you know either on my own or in a marriage with someone who's going to be equally yoked so then now i must leave this marriage that is not what god is saying god is not did not bring you to the faith to then leave your unbelieving husband behind because God is perfectly capable, as we all know, of saving your husband and saving him through your example. And no, I said your example, not your words or your preaching or any of those other things that we try to do for our husbands when they are unbelievers. Uh, In 1 Peter 3 verse 1, it says, In the same way, you wives must accept the authority of your husbands. Then, even if some refuse to be the good news, your godly lives will speak to them without words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. So, Here's another one of those scriptures that women hate to hear because, you know, it goes back to um, obeying your husband, even if he's not a believer. And that's a really hard thing to do, which is is why I put that episode about what to do. How do I let my husband lead when he's not a believer? And I can go ahead and link that in the show notes in case you want to go back and listen to it. But essentially what this means, right? How do you navigate this space? How do you deal, you know, as a as a wife who has a newfound relationship with Jesus and whose husband is not a believer? And maybe that might be driving a wedge in your marriage. Maybe it is separating you guys in one way or another and you don't know what to do. And, and because you're feeling this separation, um, you know, you're thinking, well, maybe this is not the right marriage for me. Maybe this is not a place where I should be. Maybe God didn't want me to be here. I know when I was there, I was like, oh yeah, God didn't want, he wouldn't want me here. He wouldn't want me in this marriage. He wouldn't want me here to be with this man who speaks to me the way he does. And, you know, I I mean, I thought all kinds of things. And God convicted me with with a word that he spoke to me. And he said, adultery will not make me happy. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, who's talking about adultery? I'm just saying, I, you know, in my mind, I was thinking about leaving. This is before my husband left me. This is before our separation. This is right when things really, we started to drift apart and grow apart. Because I was growing in my faith. I in my mind I was like oh yeah I'm just gonna pick up and leave I'm gonna you know I'll go to our corporate offices at that time I was a retail buyer and I was like yeah I'm gonna go to the corporate offices I will ask for a transfer to LA I'll take my daughter I'll start my life all over again like in my mind that's what I was gonna do and and in the back of my mind like way deep in the recesses of my mind I was like yeah I'll start all over I'll find a new husband who loves me better who who loves me the way Christ loved the church, you know? And uh God was like, yeah, no, honey. No. He convicted me really quickly. And what, what ultimately happened is that my husband ultimately did leave me in a big part because of my faith. And uh, now that we're actually coming up on a year of the podcast, and my first episode was my story, I'm gonna have him on here. He doesn't know this yet, ladies, but I'm gonna have him on here to uh, share his side of the story. I think that would be really helpful for you guys too. But essentially, he he left, and when he left, he said, "Why well, I didn't sign up for some crazy Christian wife? Like I, I'm not, I'm not down with that. I'm gone," and he left. As a result of my faith, and at the time it was like i had a choice because my he wasn't happy he wasn't happy with me going to church and listening to different kind of music and and being active in the church and i was i made a lot of mistakes so i don't want to say oh i i was perfect and i did everything perfectly i certainly made a lot of mistakes as many New believers do where they they want to go out there and convert everybody. I'm sure you've met a couple of them. They're like, they're out there and they, you know, they want to talk to everybody about Jesus. And, and I was a little bit better at it than uh, some of my family members or my parents had been uh, when they first um, met Jesus. But it was really still my heart. And it was and because he was my husband and because he was so close to me. I kept doing these things and I've I've talked about this in previous episodes where I just tried to be his, his Holy Spirit, basically. I I try to convict him myself. I try to do all the things, send him uh, sermons and, and uh, what is it, A Case for, A Case for Christ is the book and the, and the movie, send him that, um, set him up on Christian dates, if you will, with like other Christian guy friends, like, come on, babe, like, you'll get along with these guys. It'll be cool like literally all the things I I tried to appeal to him to let him know like oh you don't know what you're missing this life is so great and all that did was push him away it was really kind of sad like b what are you doing you know and um i believe i mentioned this in my story and i think what happens is i I've done a lot of podcast interviews for other shows and these things come up. And so I don't know what I've shared with you guys. So excuse me if I've, I've shared this before, but one of the um, things that happen is my cousin, he had come to me one night. He was helping me out with something. I had an emergency at the house and he comes to me and he says, I have a word for you. And he says, God wants you to know that it's done. And I looked at him, I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, your husband, it's done. God, God has it, He, God wants you to stop. He wants you to stop meddling and to trust that he has it. Oh my God, ladies, like, oh my goodness. It was, I can't even tell you when he gave me that word. I was just like, wow. And it came on the last day of a fast, which I think is important to mention. It came on a day where I made a choice that night. I had the choice to either, uh, (laughs) I was in a dark place and I, you know, some friend from work had invited me to some after work drinks. And I had the choice to either go do that or take my car and not go for after work drinks and and go back home. And it was like the, the, not the last day of the fast, because I wouldn't have thought about that. It was like the day after, you know, my fast had ended. And I was like, ah, you know what? I'm going to skip drinks tonight. How about that? And i like, um, I just, I need to, I need to hang out at home. And, um, and because I, because those things happen, because I chose to not go there, because I chose to just go back home, because I chose to take my car, you know, I was available. Uh, for my cousin to be there and help me out with this emergency that we were having at the house it was like the hot water heater broke and I had tenants with no hot water it was like uh, you know it was December it was like a whole big thing and because I had made those choices I was available for him to come help me he's a plumber backstory right so I was available for him to come help me but I was also available to be there and to hear that word from God and it had stuck with me mind you this word came before God ever left, before my husband, sorry, ever left me. And it was just like, wow. And with that, I said, okay, um, I'm going to give it up. And I share this with you guys, so that you know, as much as you want to, you're pushing, you're, you know, trying to get him to Listen, to to see all the goodness that you see might just be pushing your husband away. You know, trying to even say, I, another thing I've seen is, oh, my husband claims to be a believer, but I've heard this so many times. I've even seen it in my own family. You know, one person will say, oh, so-and-so, you know, they claim to be a believer or they were baptized, but I need to see more fruit and i and i get it right we it, when you're a believer and you're growing in your faith there's a certain amount of fruit that we that is shown right and a good tree produces good fruit and i get all that but it's like to say that about someone in front of them <laughs> right someone who has been baptized who's a good heart and who's who's in my estimation doing everything that they that they can Just because you don't believe that they are showing enough fruit, is not does not mean that we could then judge them for what they're doing, and and it may be the case for you because that is that's another thing that I've heard. Oh, my husband claims to be a believer, but then but then we're judging him or we're. kind of expecting more from him in his walk and we want to see more fruit and so we we feel like maybe he's not a real believer and, and we are then questioning his salvation there's I mean I've seen so much of this and I and I think it happens when you're looking at marriages that are struggling this becomes then a common problem so if this is if this is you guys, if if any of this resonates with you in any way, and maybe it's not your husband, maybe it's your children. Um maybe it's an aunt or an uncle and you you just want them so bad to believe. And so you're trying to do all the things, you know, to to help them. You know, you just want to help them along cuz cuz you're such a good such a good Christian and and I get we we want to minister we want to sh- spread God's word like that is fine but Jesus word says that my um, by the way you love each other people will know that you are my disciples and and it's it's by our actions more so by our words what I read in first Peter if you recall did not talk about words it talked about her actions it says they will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. And and that's really it. It's people, your husband included, will be won over more so by your actions. And yes, there's a time for words and there is a time to minister. I mean, hey, look at me. I'm recording a podcast that gets downloaded all over the world by people I've never even met. Thousands upon thousands of people I've never even met where I am freely talking about the beauty of God's word. So I, and I believe that wholeheartedly, but I also speak it in a place where the people who come to this show, if you, if you pressing play, it's, it's very obvious that that I speak about God in my show. I talk about it in, you know, in, in my, the headline and, you know, even in the title, the grace Fuel wife, like there is no question about who and, and what, um, is is my source if you will and so but people have chosen they they want to listen you know if you're pressing play and and you're in and you're 20 minutes into this episode it's because you you want to sit here and listen and sometimes the other person that we're talking to whether it be our husband friends family whatever they don't want to hear what you gotta say and that's okay because god knows god knows how they need to hear it they know he knows What word is going to bring them to him? And with that, I'm going to share with you the same word that was given to me. If you pray for it, it's in God's will. It is in God's will for your husband to be saved or your son or your brother or your aunt or your uncle or your mom or your dad. It is within his will for that person to be saved. So just pray for it and surrender it surrender it to god and show them the love of jesus with your actions more so with your words once you've already given your word once or twice you keep going even jesus told us right we if you go into a town and they don't believe you dust the you know dust off your feet and keep going dust off your feet you keep going you keep praying for it and trust that god will do what he needs to do But we can't keep trying because the more that we're trying and the more that we're trying to control we're trying to manipulate a situation the more that we're showing God that we don't trust him it's it's really all it comes down to fast forward in my story you know after you know my husband left me and our you know we're separated for all these months and we get back together I had one when we got back together. I had said to him, "Well, you know, fine. You want to get back together? It's a, as a condition of us getting back together, you gotta go to church." And again, the Lord convicted me, like, "No, stop! You're doing it again." I felt him say, you, "You're doing it again." And I I realized that I repented, and I and I went to my husband. And I said, "Babe, you know what? I'm sorry." I should not have said that to you. I should not have made it a condition that you go to church for us to get back together. Therefore, yes, we will get back together and we will work on healing our, our marriage. And if you want to go to church, great, I'm there. And if you don't, that is totally fine. And he was like, what? <laughs> like, he didn't believe me. He thought I was gonna like hold it over his head. And I was like, no, I am. I am seriously, I'm totally fine. And I had to really show him like i truly truly meant it that i was okay with it because in that moment i had surrendered that to god i had given that up and and in my heart i was truly okay with with him not coming to church with me because i knew that was the moment the moment that i surrendered it was the moment that i said to god i trust you enough i trust that if you brought him back into my life and you have redeemed my marriage that you're going to fix it completely and so God had said to me, I'm going to bring you a new man, but the same man. And, and I gave that up to him. I, I said to him, I'm holding you to your promise. Here it is. And I gave it up. And it it wasn't until that point that my marriage completely changed. Even after we got back together, it was, it was a mess until I surrendered that. And so I just offer that to you as encouragement, as uh, an idea, just as something to ponder is that if you are holding on to that so hard, if, if you are holding on to this idea that your husband has to be a Christian for your marriage to work, then I'm going to challenge you in that area and say to you, hey, you know, God, what God speaks to you might be different than what He spoke to me. But sit with Him, sit with God, and talk to Him and ask Him to show you if there is any place that you are hol- that you're holding on to some unbelief that maybe you don't even realize, and if there is any place that you want Him to show you what he can do. Show his glory through your marriage. Ask him for that and he will do it. And sure enough, fast forward about a year after I let go, my husband did give his heart to the Lord. And for, you know, while we were leading ministry together and it's just a, a beautiful thing, you know, and it, and yeah, his his relationship changes and my relationship changes and we're growing and, and you know, life is just a road that we travel but at the end of the day he is no longer so opposed to the things of the lord he he fully supported this podcast when i started it and it was just so beautiful to see what a big difference and so i offer all of that to you my sister as a an encouragement and and when i close out, i just i want to pray i want to just pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that if your husband If your child, if your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, whoever it is that you are praying for, a coworker, whoever it is that you're praying for to come to know Jesus, I pray that God, you know their heart, you know our sister's hearts, and we know your will. And so we know, Father, we are surrendering to you that you can do it. we're going to stop trying to do your job for you because you can do it far better than we can and god i i for myself for all the times i have done it i repent for from trying to be somebody else's holy spirit and i ask that your good and perfect will come and take over your sovereign will come and take over and whoever needs to hear this or share it father god that that let them find this podcast. Let them find this episode and let it speak to them in the same way you spoke to me, Lord Jesus. I just thank you and praise you. I love you, ladies. Thank you so much. Until next week. Hey, love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today this is really the best way you can thank me it helps me to get the word out to other women just like you see you next week